All right, all you people. This is Aaron James Draplin out there, you know, on some radio wave somewhere, representing the good people of the Draplin Design Company. And you're listening to the Master of One podcast. Sit down, come to ddcbook.com, draplin.com, fieldnotesbrad.com, and listen to every single one of their podcasts twice. Okay, go. Welcome to another episode of the Master of One podcast, the podcast that, unlike Bill Clinton, is terrified of cacophonies of balloons dropping on our head. Part one this week, we talk about Patrick's upcoming movie list, Court of the Dead, HoloLens, and we welcome Andrew Cole back to the show for his monthly segment, Calculated Comics with Cole. I'm Andrew, your Master of Art and Design. I'm Patrick, your Master of Television and Film. And I'm Luke, your Master of Toys and Games. So get your socks ready and start shuffling, because this episode's about to get electric. I don't even know how to dance. We like to kick every episode off by going around the table, which is where we talk about something new, fun, or noteworthy about our week, and talk about stuff that's coming up. Patrick? What do you have for us? Arsenal Handicraft. Craft, craft. You're welcome, guys. That was a little something extra from your man, Patrick. So, Arsenal Handicraft is... Um, actually, I don't know who it is. I, I think it's like a couple, like a man and woman, but it just might not be. But the point is they do so some far, really... So you're killing it. They do... <laughs> Here's the point. They do some awesome prints. Do you remember that fire, like that campfire print that was posted a couple weeks ago? Um, it was in yes. our Slack. It was yeah, the glow-in-the-dark one, yeah. one where like, yeah. you turn off the lights and it slowly dims. It, it was called We'll Sleep When the Fire Dies. That's Arsenal Handicraft. That's the same company. And they do other glow-in-the-dark prints. Or uh, Honestly, like their stuff is just really cool. I haven't found a single thing that I don't dig. They are doing a mystery tube sale. So $30, get you a mystery tube. Um, it can be prints that are sold out. It could be it. scratch and dent. It could be misprints. It could be gig posters, um, test prints, whatever. But the point is they have never done a mystery tube sell before. They say in the description you'll get at least five prints. And they also said, rest assured, there will be a lot of good stuff if you leave a note, they will try to accommodate your request. So if you request wow. a certain print or whatever, I, listen, I think because it's their first one, especially because that number one, they do awesome stuff. You're going to get stuff you like. Number two, I think they're really going to make this a success. Such so, a gamble. I know, but here's the thing. $30. And with shipping, it's only $36. And you're guaranteed five large It's prints. only $6 for shipping? Yes, thirty six. I, I would do it just for the shipping. Well, here's the deal. That well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're not gonna find a cheaper deal. Thirty six dollars. You're guaranteed five prints, and I'm telling you, all their stuff is awesome. So anyway, Gosh. Arsenal Handicraft Mystery Tube. It is still available. Try to pick one up. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. Okay, and then I just have a couple of quick things, uh, really just one that I'm mostly excited for and the world I think is excited for. Suicide Squad comes out this week, uh, so Thursday, technically it comes out Friday, but everyone knows it's going to be out, practically speaking, on Thursday. Yeah. Um, Suicide Squad, I saw another photo today of Jared Leto that got me super stoked for it. It was one that I hadn't seen before. Um, I'm really, I know like 
episodes, episode like back way at the beginning of our podcast, we talked about Jared Leto as um, the Joker, and there was a lot of shade thrown his way. But I think uh, the the more I see of his portrayal of him, um, the more excited I am about the movie. So go see that movie this weekend. That's what everybody's going to be talking about. So if you want to be a cool kid. Go see Suicide Squad. All right, that's it for the upcoming stuff. Luke, tell us about your week. Uh, Okay, so this week was just recovering from getting back from Um, Comic-Con. How long did it take you to recover sleep-wise? Or do you even feel like you've recovered yet? No, I I recovered almost instantly because I feel like I slept on Ohio time all in California. That's true. You slept a great deal more than I did. And every time we were in the car, you were sleeping. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just getting some projects done, uh, playing some Overwatch. I played, uh, um, I got a little into the Three Cheers for the Masters, the, the board game that I got at uh, Comic-Con. Um, yeah. It's really fun. It, the more I play it, it's really, really good. Um, but this week I'm, I'm gearing up for Gen Con, guys. Gen Con is Thursday, and I am super excited. It's and that's like, just a convention full of like every age. Right? Yeah, it's, it's like all generational ages. con. Yep, it's all ages. There's like family passes you can get. It's all board games and tabletop uh, strategy games, role playing games, anything you can think of. I somebody asked me like, what's like. So they said, you just went to Comic-Con. Why Gen Con? Why are you doing both? I said, well, Comic-Con is like all the nerds that like go out and like you see them. Uh, Gen Con is all the nerds that live at home in the basement. <laughs> yeah, the, Gen, Gen, Gen Con <laughs> is going to be where you are the most tan man there. Yeah, uh, I'm super <laughs> excited. It's going to be so fun. Um, yeah, I'm excited to just game and game and game. There's just like board game companies galore, and they just – have stuff set up, and they teach you how to play games, and you just play games for free. And that's and you're repre- board gaming sounds awesome to me. And you're representing the master of one I podcast there as well. The so one podcast. If you are, if you are there, come and find me, and you will have something special for you. You know who you are. Yep. Because well, we don't anyone in attendance. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is that your whole week? Yeah, man. I'm gonna right, throw you it to Patrick. Oh my gosh! Um, no, no, so wait, 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 wait! I want to. Can we clear the air before you go? I, I feel like I just need to say something. When we were, we didn't touch on this last week. When we were in L.A., we played a game that was super, super fun. Like we had a blast playing it. Um, you would have played would have played it into the wee hours of the morning oh, if everybody sure. was was up for it. Stop! I know where this is. I thought you were about to say when we were late. We played this really fun game and realized you weren't there. And then we got sad and we missed you. No, I realized, realized now what you're gonna do is something different. So just go ahead, just destroy so you. you. Go ahead and do you the thing you're gonna this, do. You you uh, you review this game uh, months and months ago. You were one of the early adopters on Kickstarter. And you were super excited. You got it. We even did a video to host a playtest for it. Uh, you got it. You said it sucked and you hated it. And we were like, okay, well, we trust you. Well, we played it, and it is amazing. I'm talking about Exploding Kittens. I'm Trivial just saying, Pursuit. Oh. There is not. Now, they did just release an expansion. I don't know how the expansion is, but there, it just was not enough content. I, I would. You just had a couple action cards you could actually use, uh, it was fine. So you say was. Did you get rid of the game? 
Uh, I actually let someone borrow it, and I have no idea where it is now. Okay. And can I'm I borrow fine it with that. Forever? <laughs> if I can find it, sure, I'll send it to you. Because, yeah, it's definitely, it's a game It says, uh, I think, like, the slogan is, like, takes 10 minutes to play, two minutes to learn. Yeah. Um, and it was it was certainly that. It's, it's, there's not a ton to it, but I thought it was a lot of fun. It's super it, simple. It's all about, like, strategy and being a jerk to people and, like. It's about strategy, but it's also about luck of the draw, too. Yeah, I mean, it's I not mean, yeah, all strategy. But you yeah. still have to, I mean, there's still undeniable everybody has certain cards everybody starts with and their strategy into using those cards and it's really fun and it's fast paced and it it's yeah it's super I think simple. it's like I think the best way to describe it is it's a slightly a slightly uh more advanced version of Uno yeah really oh, is what sure. it boils down to yeah. so wow when you put it that way it seems like a really dynamic and awesome new fun game <laughs> <laughs> whatever go ahead well, no, it's to it, you. No, now. he threw it to you. Good, it's my turn. So I like to call this segment "Screw You, PayPal." Um, <laughs> so I have a story to tell. Is this, is this a monthly segment now? Do we need to rope it in with <laughs> no. calculated comics with Kolb? And no, you'll find out at the end why Tom it's not a monthly segment. Okay. But um, so if you remember, I got a Cards Against Humanity Trump bug out bag. Those came out. I think they. I don't remember how many they had. Like ten thousand or something like that. They sold out super quick. Uh, I was able to get one. That's great. I immediately put on eBay to sell just because I, I didn't terribly care about it. I don't even own the game Cards Against Humanity. Whatever. So I put on eBay to sell. Now, the thing is, at the time, these were selling for you like 250 speculating. Yeah. They were selling for like 250 bucks. I did a starting bid of 100 went to sleep. I woke up and it was sold for $100. Why? Because I didn't do a starting bid. I did a buy it now. My mistake. So, um, and I told you guys at the time, Mm -hmm. but the guy that was the buyer, I said, look, here's the deal. I made a mistake. However, you know, I would like to cancel this, but I will honor it if you want me to honor it. Naturally, the guy said, yes, I want you to honor it. And it would mean so much to me. Thank you. So I was out more than 50% of the money I could have got, but I honored it. Wasn't there like more to that story? Like his kid was looking for like his a, kid had been in a car wreck and it was a terrible yeah. time and this was going to be a gift for him all this sappy stuff i don't care the point is i honored the sale now yes. this was a pre-order he knew it was a pre-order in the listing it was a pre-order fast forward the pre-orders finally got filled last week um last week or a week and a half ago i can't remember pre-orders get filled i get a shipping notification it's coming to me awesome well, when i get it in i'm going to turn around and ship it to him comes in on a friday on saturday i think on saturday he disputes it in PayPal. Now, I had not emailed the guy to let him know it was finally coming in because I thought, cool, I'll get in, I'll turn around and ship it. Then I'll reach out to him with a shipping number. He'll be super excited. So it comes in on Friday. Saturday, I get a PayPal dispute saying I've never sent him his item. Well, the items of pre-order just came in. It's a dumb thing to do. He should have contacted me first. I reach out to him, let him know. I reach out to PayPal and say, hey, he's disputing this thing. He knew it was a pre-order. It just came in. This is the proof showing it just got delivered. I'm going to ship to him. PayPal awards it in his favor, refunds the money, and that's the end of it. Yep. So I call PayPal. I get on the phone with them, and I say, look, you know, this is a dispute. You're trying to decide, did one party not uphold their end of the deal? And in the description, it says it's a pre-order. It says it can take up until this point to ship. You can see from this tracking number, I just received it within the last 24 hours. I like it says in my eBay thing, I will, sh- you know, like I have a two day window to ship out. 
I have not not upheld my end of the deal. And PayPal's response was, well, we already awarded it to them. And the question is, have you shipped it? And you haven't shipped it. So that's what it is. So that same day, I took all my money on my PayPal account. I deleted PayPal. It's gone now. I don't have it anymore. And here's, I think, what leaves me very, very frustrated. Besides, number one, not having the money. And especially this guy not talking to me and forcing a refund after he was going to get to buy it for half of what they were selling for at the time. Like the whole, the whole, the whole base of what this was like predicated upon was, it made it even more ridiculous and frustrating. But here's what I'm most frustrated at. That's that what this sounds like to me is that if I am a creator and let's say that I decide to make this toy, but I don't have the money to make this toy. So I get a bunch of pre-orders and based on those pre-orders, I build this toy. Okay. I designed it, I manufactured a print, whatever. If it's going to take six weeks to build it, and four weeks in, someone decides, or a group of people decide, well, it's taking too long, I want my money back, then it sounds like to me PayPal's just going to give them their money back, and now you're out of luck. Now you've spent this time, spent this money investing to make this print, make this toy, and you have not not upheld your end of the deal, but because it hasn't shipped and someone's getting buyer's remorse or they're getting whatever waiting on it, they can just decide to take their money back from you. And I think that's really, really awful. Pay- PayPal should be deciding based on this is the the you know, this is the list item of the, the transaction that you that you did went into. you did you uphold it? That should be what it's based on. So that being the case, I've had problems with PayPal in the past where they would freeze funds for like twenty one days and things like that. And it was really annoying. Um, this is the first time I've actually had to refund something and given the circumstances, given that I talk to them. Um, given that they won't do anything. And, and the agent even said, like, she acted like she agreed with me, but either she would say, well, it's already been done, which is an awful excuse. You should never use that excuse with me. Or number two, she would say, well, you haven't shipped it, and so that's that. When, again, it felt it fell within the lines of the contract. So that being said, PayPal's deleted. I'm going to use Venmo. I'm going to use Square Cash, whatever I need to use to not use PayPal again. So that's it. I'm frustrated, and this is when it comes out. So man, that's a, that's yeah, that sucks, man. I, th- oh, I think speaking of, here's my Trump mystery bag. It's in this box. <laughs> What's it going for uh, on eBay now? Oh, I mean like half that. They're going for like 60 bucks. Uh, not half that, but uh, like 60 bucks, something like that. I mean, at this point, I think I'm just going to do it, give it away on the show. So if you would like the chance to win a Trump mystery bag on the show, then show that that's something you're excited about by tweeting at us, Instagram, Slack, do something along those lines to convince me to go and give it to you. Because here's the thing, it's not a money thing. It really isn't a money thing. It is the fact that I honored a bid, even though I messed up, and the fact that he did not honor his contract and that PayPal would not uphold it. Yeah, It's just so frustrating all the way around. You are are a more than the... More than most people I know, you are a fact of the matter kind of like guy. Like you are a, if it's supposed to do this thing, then it should do this thing because it's doing this thing. That's a very much a developer thing in you coming out. Like it should be doing this because I did all the stuff correctly. Why isn't it doing that? And that's what frustrates you. That's always been what frustrates you. Sure. Dude, sucks, man. But hey, somebody, uh, if you want it, just make your case. And yeah, uh, show you, your interest, and then maybe we'll have a giveaway go on. Yeah, man. I think that'd be great. Um, am I going to take it? Andrew, I think that's Anything all you know. Anything to say about the Postal Service before we move, <laughs> before we move on? They seem fine. 
Okay, great. Um, so for me, my week uh, has consisted of a lot of just getting... I got back from Comic-Con. I still have not fully caught up on sleep because unlike Luke, um, I had to do all the driving <laughs> when we were in California. And uh, um, so I did not... I was not on Ohio time. So I'm still catching up on sleep. But on top of that, I've been really busy at work and at freelance trying to get freelance projects wrapped up um, or to a stopping point and then work projects wrapped up or to a stopping point because um, what, by the time you're listening to this on on episode on episode air date, um, I'm leaving in just a couple of hours to uh, head to Rio for the Olympics. So um, it's going to be a great, great trip, but it just means it's been super busy trying to get Are ready for Are you nervous? That. For the Olympics, I'm not competing. No, but like, <laughs> wait, you're not. You know, no. Not what happened? Uh, I sprained my ankle. Aww. Poisoned Zika virus, like any of it. Are you nervous? No, no I'm not nervous. What like, about what's the, the food? We feel. I'm excited about the food. What's wrong with it? You're not nervous about it. Why would I be nervous about the food? We're gonna well, eat at McDonald's. The way and he's saying it, you should definitely be nervous about the food. <laughs> no, here's the deal. I, I wasn't nervous, but he said it that way. <laughs> now I'm nervous. I've not read anything about it. Like oh. I, like I, I keep hearing, you know, all sorts of little things. But here's the deal. I mean, what's what's gonna? I mean, I, yeah. So I might come back dead, right? So no, you won't come back if you're dead. But that's the no. no they'll ship my body they ship back. No, they'll throw you back, in the river. Yeah. There's piranhas. <laughs> so um. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm excited. Oh, don't go swimming I'm excited in the too. river because there's piranhas. Well, we won't. We'll go and swimming. also Olympic swimmers. And no, yeah. they're not in the river. They'll they're make you pools. feel terrible about yourself. <laughs> Just don't go swimming because everybody's in great shape and really talented. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. Um, so uh, anyway... So that's been happening. So I've just been, it's been busy trying to get ready for all that stuff. But something did come in the mail today for, for both me um, and Patrick. And uh, I know that he's excited to talk about it. I'm excited to talk about it. Luke is going to sit through it yep. <laughs> because he's also here. And uh, we got the um, Draplin Design Co. pretty much everything, which he calls the E E E K. It's like the everything Eek. else. Enhancement kit, I think is what it's called. So the E E E K, and it comes with a like a nice, um, like uh, fabric slip cover for the already super cool book. Um, it comes with three different bookmarks, which are cool and all Draplin design stuff. It comes with these mini prints, which I'm showing showing the guys. I know Patrick already has this one hung up, but it's super cool. Everything in in Draplin um, style. It comes with a, a sticker sheet, some decals. I think you get like five mini prints. Um, you get a certificate like that, yeah. of authenticity. Um, the sticker sheet is pretty sweet. Here's a sticker sheet, Luke. Um, and we'll post the link to this in the show notes too, so you can see it. You're all, all for yourself. I ended up with two of those sticker sheets. Oh, nice. Can I have your um, one? Look at this one, yeah. Luke. Look at this print. That's a good one. That is good. Yeah. So, um, what lots number of, is your certificate of authenticity? My number of certificate is number three hundred seven. Where's mine? It should oh, be on three hundred four. Oh, wow. What are your field notes? Uh, my field notes are little books. Yeah, you no, but what are. is the what's the number on them? <laughs> um, I don't know. Let me pull them out. I got two sets of field notes as well, um, and a pin. Oh, and a patch. There's a cool uh, patch. So I got you got a pencil, right? Seven, yeah, and a pencil. Seven fifty four and seven fifty five. Mine's seven sixty one and seven sixty two. You jerk. So, Wait, um, you got a pin? Oh, you mean like a a, a pin? A pin. 
a pin. Ah, I see. Okay, yeah. okay, gotcha. Um, so it's just really cool. I mean, it's. I mean, it definitely does what it, what it's supposed to do. It's an everything else enhancement kit. It enhances the book. Um, everything is orange, gray, and black um, because of the because it's Draplin, and the, that's what the book is all kind of themed around. And uh, Cooper, when he saw it, he said he designs a lot of. Or he make he makes he didn't say designs. He said he makes a lot of Halloween stuff, <laughs> yeah. and I loved it. It was super funny. Dude, but um, I don't like number one. I definitely feel the value for what I paid. Uh, oh and yeah. Number two, like it's, I, man, it, the attention to detail is nuts. It's I, crazy. I was blown away by it. I maybe I don't order a lot of stuff like this, but I was really really blown away by how much I got. Dude. I literally, I thought the same thing. I thought, I, I've, I don't think I've ever ordered anything like this, ever. Yeah. I mean, so you get the book, and the book is great. And if you, I mean, we had a, we did a whole episode about the book, and then we had a whole episode with Aaron Draplin. If you haven't listened to that, first of all, it either means you're new to the show or you just hate everything the show represents. But um, the book is just beautiful already in its own right, and it's just a, just a massive collection of beautiful design stuff but then this literally i mean it enhances that whole experience and uh you know good on him if he can make you know if he can monetize that then great i think it's here's, I think it's just super cool here's the thing draplin would want this book to be like the pages to be dog-eared and there to be markings in it and stuff ripped out in dirt and oil it's also beautiful i can't even bring myself to use any of it yeah i actually have not even opened the book yet <laughs> like it's it's so nice but i know that he would want it torn apart yeah and i, I just i don't know if i can i agree so any anyway the enhancement kit we'll post a link to it it's cool if you've got the book it's great i don't even know if there's any left but um uh it's a limited deal and everything in there is is uh special for the 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 kit and it's just it's neat so anyway that was my week and uh well that's it for around the table up next calculated comics with kolb so it is that time of the month where we get to talk with Andrew Kolb once again as he brings to us Calculated Comics with Kolb. Bob, oh, Bob, Bob, Bob. Hello. So welcome, Andrew Kolb, back to the show. I know I just talked over you, so say it again. Oh, all I was gonna say was thank you for having me back. Oh, yes, you, always. You we know, like you. I, you are just a bright ray of sunshine in an otherwise dark and cloudy country of Canada. Uh, well, I think in the winter months we don't get as much sunlight, uh, but in the summer, I mean, it's it's lovely right now. So I have to I have to correct to say Canada is sunny during many months of the year. Visit Canada, thank you. Yay! Since now that we've cleared that up, all right, um, take Great. it away. Let's talk comics. Comics. Okay, so uh, when you three are ready, if you want to give me a number, uh, not between one and three, because that would be two, uh, but the number one, two, or three, that'll figure out what we're going to talk about. Two! Great, so two. Luke, give me a number. Three. Great. And then, Andrew, finish it off for me. Two! Great, so two, three, two gives us... uh, Ooh, perfect. Okay, so uh, the Umbrella Academy. um, Yeah. So the Umbrella Academy. I don't know if any of you are familiar with it. I've I feel seen like I've the heard artwork, that name. and I, yeah, the artwork is incredible in it. That's great. all that I know. I haven't heard anything about the story. Oh, great. Okay, so um, the Umbrella Academy uh, is written by Gerard Way, and I may be pronouncing it wrong. It might be like a more French, like uh, Gerard, but uh, he was the front man, or maybe still is, for My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Oh. Um, 
Cool. So he wrote, uh, there's kind of two trade paperbacks so far, um, with the promise of more coming out. Um, but I've read, I read through both of them, uh, in kind of a quick succession cause I, I loved him. So, uh, sorry. So written by Gerard, um, but I don't know him. So I'll just say his full name, Gerard way. Uh, <laughs> and then the artwork that you were talking about that you love so much, uh, was done by, uh, Gabriel Ba. Um, and, um, I would say the kind of the the basic premise is there were these uh, a, a kind of a, an occurrence happens which hasn't fully been explained but um, a number of children are uh, born all at the same time and these children are all uh, born with kind of different gifts um, and they are kind of the superpower kind of heroes of the world. Um, and the comic starts, so the first trade starts kind of after they're disbanding. Um, so if you kind of take the kind of themes of The Incredibles, um, but uh, kind of add a layer of kind of internal conflict or a, little, a lot more kind of tension or kind of mature themes, um, then that is kind of what you get with the Umbrella Academy. Um, so the mm. first volume kind of deals with uh, I don't want to kind of get into too much, but the first volume kind of deals with um, the fragments of this family kind of coming back together or staying apart or how that kind of dynamic works. Uh, and then the second volume adds a layer of time travel to it all. So that's, that's, cool. uh, that's kind of where it is. Family uh, dynamics and then time travel. I'm looking at the artwork. It. I'm looking at the artwork just through like Google image search and it's really good, but it's super simple. It's a lot more simple yeah. than I, I guess I would have thought for a comic. Yeah, it's funny, though, because I think it kind of goes back to... I mean, obviously, it's still a contemporary design, and the, and a lot of the content is uh, more current, but I think the, their kind yeah. of approach to the character designs was kind of old school. Like, it feels more kind of golden age, where they really yeah. just kind of use, like, one one hero's costume. Like, they're not, they're not necessarily like the Fantastic Four, where all of them wear the same costume. Like, they are very much independent characters. Um, so I think the designs reflect that. So the one character who's kind of the loner, or more like the Raphael of the if, of the kind of Ninja Turtles uh, equivalent. Um, he uh, has more of like a kind of pirate stripe motif, um, and it works really well. Like it's it's pretty easy. Like as you're saying, it's simple, but I think especially as you're reading it, it's very easy to follow the action or when there's dialogue switching back and forth quickly. It's it's uh, it's a uh, an easy read as far as the visuals are concerned. Yeah, and sure. what I love about it is it it totally harkens back to uh, the uh, a Mignolian style of yeah. artistry. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, definitely. And they, I think uh, Ba uses light very similarly. Maybe not necessarily similarly, but uh, with the same skill to say, oh, I know what I'm going to keep in shadow and what I'm going to allow color to kind of bleed into um, to kind of communicate that way. So... Yeah, I think, uh, I think, and the, the beauty of this is uh, the first volume basically assumes you know nothing, but also kind of just throws you in knee deep. Like, it's not spoon-fed. It definitely goes right into uh, this is the story uh, 40 pages in. Like, it, it, it just kind of expects you to keep up. Um, and I think does a good job of kind of uh, still helping you along. Um, and then it just kind of keeps going. The story was great. The villains and the heroes are engaging. Um, yeah, I obviously recommend it. The toy, the toys are great too. Have you seen the toys? There's like a, no. a there's like a PVC set that you can get. I've seen it at like Barnes and Noble or maybe it was uh, maybe it was just a comic book store. I don't remember, but uh, I've uh, seen okay. it probably a couple of years ago. But the the figures are very very oh, yeah, they're super good. Yeah, they're sculpted really well. Um, everything is just cool. I, I mean it. 
if if I had read the comics back then, I would have bought the figures I like that because they're space super cool. boy character. I just like the design of him. I think it's super yeah. awesome. I don't even. I know did too. Oh yeah, with the giant uh, with the giant gorilla body. Yeah. 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 yeah it's all great. Uh, like they're all so in a way just so over the top kind of like a six-year-old was describing the story to you uh but yeah. uh, with more nuance like if that six-year-old also had like a degree in script writing um, oh yeah naturally so it's, it's yeah it's great i mean what um, six-year-old doesn't well i mean in My this day and age, you just have to keep up um so yeah I, I would say like this is a kind of great um i think if you're interested in like let's say the themes that happened in the incredibles if you like kind of superhero families but maybe want something a bit more mature uh then i'd recommend it um and uh yeah you don't really need anything else you can just pick up the first or both trades and uh, just get right into it can i clarify it, one thing wait go ahead patrick i was gonna say and it looks like there's a potentially a tv show based off this coming out in the future Maybe on USA. So it says oh. they, there was talks of making it into a movie. That didn't happen. But then the rights have been purchased by, um, you know, a studio to be made for TV. So who knows? When I first, when you, so I just, I, I haven't heard of this and I read the excerpt really quick. And it said something about like seven adopted children. And for some reason I thought of like, what is it? Miss Peregrine's like home for peculiar. Yeah, uh, like, sure. That's totally what I thought of initially, which which is a movie coming out soon. But then I, I read for it and it said they were actually uh, creating it to a TV show. So you may get to watch this on TV in the next couple years. Wow. Yeah, it'd be great if there's anything more of this. Uh, I mean, like if they eventually come out with a third arc, then I would be in heaven. Like I, I loved it so much in reading it uh, just kind of right through for the first two trades. Sorry, Andrew, I, thought so you were, spe- I think you were going to say yeah, something. Yeah, so my, my clarifying question only trades do they come out as individual um issues because it kind of looks like they did an individual issue run because i'm seeing lots of covers yeah yeah they were originally released uh just kind of as your regular i guess maybe monthly i don't know what the schedule was um and i don't know what they would do if they released more of it again um but i read them or i consumed them as kind of two as the two trades and they they had already stories yeah okay cool Cool. Yeah, exactly. All right, and, dude. And you get a full story out of the out of the two, so that's it. Once again, giving us something to, to ponder and add to our shelf. So uh, we look forward to uh, to next time chatting with you about what else we should be reading. Yeah. But until next time, that's it for Calculated Comics with Kolb. I, in I my mean. head, I pictured <laughs> in my head, I pictured you going, "It's Kolb signing out," or something. Like, I don't know something. <laughs> But you I should realized, maybe tell him next time. Well, I realized I hadn't <laughs> communicated that prior to me starting. <laughs> no, you had a twinkle in your eye that I should have read that, so that's totally fair. We don't all live in, like, your head, Andrew. It's fine. It's fine. But thanks for, for hopping in and hopping on and telling us what we need to read. Oh, my pleasure. And that's been Calculated Comics with Cole. Every week we do the master categories, which is the time where we talk about the tokens we drew the week before that give us the categories. Patrick, why don't you tell us about what you drew? TV and film, it has been too long. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Perfect. So, TV and film. And here's the thing. We've had a little bit of a slump. We haven't, I mean, some movies have come out. Some have been okay. Some have been not okay. Some have been less okay. But there are some just gems on the horizon that I'm so excited about. And I, I just want to give you my 10 movies that I'm looking forward to over the next two months. Can you dig it? Dig. Yes. Okay, fine. Thank you. So number one, we already said this one, Suicide Squad. I am so 
hopeful that this is going to be a frenetic, action-packed, exciting mess of a movie. And I, gosh, I just want it to live up to the trailers because the trailers have been so good. This has been uh, an example of where the trailers have been, well, the trailers are good. And hopefully the movie lives up to them. Um, I was going to say the trailers have been better than the film, but we don't know yet. (laughs) So I, I don't know that that is that. It's fine, though. And yes, Jared Leto, fingers crossed. My gosh. Uh, number two, Hell or High Water. Now, Hell or High Water, it is a heist film, and it is the script for the movie is the 2012 uh, Blacklist winner. Now, the Blacklist uh, okay. is the best screenplays in Hollywood that have not been made into a film yet. Yeah. Whiplash, I believe, was a Blacklist winner, but this is the 2012 winner, so watch the preview. If you don't know what it is, it's going to get you excited. Okay, third on my list is a tie. And these are kind of in the order that they're going to come out. So that's the reason I have certain ones together. So it's weird that third is tied. Stay with me. One is GOAT. Now, the acronym GOAT is greatest of all time. But GOAT is a story about a um, uh, a pledge going through um, whatever the week is in fraternities. Where like like fr- oh, uh, I think it's called Pledge Week. Sure. I don't oh. remember what it's called. I didn't yeah, pledge. Rush? No. Rush. Rush. That's what it is. Yep. Yes, it is Rush. So I, I believe it's about a, a pledge going through Rush and um, kind of, and it's, it's, they're dealing with a lot of hazing and you're kind of watching their, like, you know, kind of mental anguish from this. Uh, the preview is pretty intense looking. My guess is this film gets pretty dark. Goat. Now that is tied with Operation Avalanche. Operation Avalanche is something that I wasn't familiar with before this weekend, but it is a, it is a fake documentary about faking the moon landing. It's about um, these two CIA agents that were tasked with faking the moon landing. Now, a lot of the filming for the movie, uh, borderline illegal getting. They would dress up and they would pretend that they were like college kids making a documentary and they would get access to to places in NASA and at different whatever. Mm. They were allowed to film and they would go film in character and they're using the footage in the film. So the whole Hmm. act of making the film is nearly maybe borderline illegal. But... Operation Avalanche, the the preview looks awesome. Uh, fourth on the list, Sausage Party. Uh, oh, my goodness. Hopefully hilarious. The previews have been good, and some of the early reviews have been good, too. So I'm going to see it no matter once, no matter what. Fifth, uh, I don't know if it's Kubo, Kubo, whatever. Kubo, Kubo? And the two, Kubo and the Two Strings. It looks so good. There's no way you can see this and not think it looks amazing the art style the story like i tear up when i see this preview and i hate animated films or i guess this is probably stop motion whatever it is yeah it looks great um okay six on the list war dogs uh have y'all seen the preview for war dogs yet no yeah that's uh jonah hill Hill. yes war dogs is uh Uh, jonah hill who wait who's the other uh teller uh miles Miles Teller. teller yeah and uh, it's about two guys that I think they're 20-somethings. They win this, like, I don't remember if it's hundreds of millions or, or whatever contract from the government to supply guns. Um, and it's about them, like, going out to the Middle East. And it, it is a dark comedy. I think the preview looks great. I have no idea how it's going to be. I haven't heard any reviews about it yet, but very I'm ga- excited I'm to see I'm gathering based on the, the preview, it's going to be kind of like a burn-after-reading situation. Mm-hmm. I hope so, because I love that film. Okay. Um, seven, Sully. Sully, which is about Sully Sullenberger, uh, the pilot of the, I don't know if it's a 737 or what, double airstrike, uh, double bird strike, and it went down. I think it had like two minutes in the air. 
uh, and it was landed in the Hudson River in New York. Uh, the preview already looks awesome. There was actually one of the survivors of the uh, miracle on the Hudson of that crash uh, actually posted on Reddit and was talking about the preview and said that like when you hear the stewardess yelling like um, telling people to brace and they say like you know knees between your head um, and they're like yelling. Well, I can't remember the phrase they're yelling right now, but she said she really started like crying during that moment because it was exactly what it was like being in the plane. Mm. So, man, it looks great. And I love Tom Hanks. Who doesn't love Tom Hanks? Um, next on the list, Snowden. Um, I don't have a lot to say about the film because I haven't necessarily watched a lot other than seeing initial preview, but there's a lot of story to be told there, that's for sure. Um, ninth on the list is The Magnificent Seven. I'm up in the air on. I want it to be good. I haven't been impressed by the preview so far. Looks a little cookie cutter, but I think it's going to be fun either way. And what is that? I don't even know what that is. Uh, Magnificent Seven. Oh my gosh. Um, help me with this, Luke. Who all's in this film? Oh, who's not in it? My it's gosh. Denzel Washington, um, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Um, it's a ton but, of people. But what's the? I mean, what's the premise it's of the Western. film? What is it's it? It's a western. It's a western. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know that I know the premise other than it's about these this like band of seven people, and I think they're like defending a town from another group. It's a remake of a '60s western. Okay. Perfect. Um, I so like Mag- Chris Pratt. So. Right. Well, I mean. I'm a big Denzel fan, so there we go. Um, and then the last Matt one Bomber's is yeah. who's that? Uh, the uh, thief guy, the USA show, the thief. Oh man, I just blanked on I'm the liter- name of it. Literally, I have no idea what you're talking about. All right, anyway. just let it happen. And then the last one that I'm excited about is Masterminds. Have either of y'all seen this film? No, it's not out Mr. yet. Mr. Robot. No. Why are you saying Mr. Robot? Okay. No. Okay. He, said, he, said, he said the USA show, and he couldn't remember the name, He's and I was thief. wondering if it was Mr. Robot. USA family, he's a thief. That's yeah. what I said. All right, whatever. Stay with me. So, Masterminds, this is number 10 on the list. This has Zach Galifianakis, Kristen Wiig, yes. uh, Owen Wilson, Jason Sudeikis, Leslie Jones. Oh, my gosh. It is a comedy action crime film about a guy that pulls a, um, I guess, like a $17 million heist. Uh, it looks, it, it's just, it's the right people. I'm excited to see it. So cool. um, it is called Masterminds. And I think it comes out last week of, what month is it? It's August. I think it comes out last week of September. I don't remember exactly. That's not the point. But here's the point. Those are 10 movies that I'm excited about the next two months are going to be full of great opportunities to go out, sit in the theater, have fun with friends. So do it. That is mine. Andrew. Yeah. Do you want to go next? I will go next. Uh, so I had the opportunity. So a couple, what, it was at least a year ago at E3. I don't know when they announced it, but I know at E3 they did some demo stuff. Um, Microsoft re- revealed their... Um, what is not, it's not called the vir- virtual reality, it's called, or augmented reality, it's called mixed reality. Mm-hmm. It's their mixed reality headset called the HoloLens. Yeah. And so at E3 last year, they, they did a demo of it with Minecraft and did this whole, like, it was just blow your mind, yeah. like, uh, demo. Well, um, friend of mine works for, uh, for a company who he's in the innovations lab on at this company and he um 
called me up the other night and said, "Hey, I got a new toy to play with at work. Do you want to do you want to play with it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure. That's that sounds cool. I mean, he I know he does cool stuff, so he didn't say anything else." Um, he comes over to my house and pulls out this thing um, that I had never seen before, mm-hmm. and sure enough, it's the Hololens. So the Hololens cool. um, is only av- you, it's only available to developers right now. You can't even get it as a consumer, right. um, and you have to go on this list and you have to apply and um, and whatever it's you know whatever for whatever reason. Um, but so let me just tell you, I played with it for about two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, holy cow! So what do you do? So, okay, so I have toys and games, so I should clarify. I have toys and games, and even though this is a really expensive toy and can be used in other, in other ways, I'm actually going to highlight a game that I played on it. But let me just give you the first, just the general experience. The thing maps the room mm-hmm. um, for you, and you're wearing this headset, so you're seeing... You you have total view of your peri- total use of your peripherals. You can see everything that's actually in your room. It just feels like you're wearing normal glasses. But it projects onto the glass... Um, things that live inside of the the reality. So um, it maps the room, and then you can, it has an entire uh, Windows 10 uh, operating system built into the front part of the headset, which weighs not very much at all. It's like, it actually feels nice and comfortable. You could wear it for a long period of time. Um, it's not like a virtual reality thing where it like is massive and cumbersome. Um, so the visor itself kind of goes around, and then instead of wearing headphones, it has directional audio. In the band, so you 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 have full access of your ears. You can actually hear things in your environment, besides what's happening in the game. Um, so it, that's why they call it mixed reality, as opposed to completely taking over your reality. It tries to immerse the the gaming and your um, your workflow into what is already existing in your reality. Um, and the directional uh, audio is like three D audio, so like. If something's like over here, like over to the, you know, behind your head to the right, and you turn your head to the left, it slowly pans around to your left ear. Mm-hmm. So it's insanely cool in, in terms of that stuff. So anyway, it re- it maps your room that you're in, and then you can, I mean, you can just interact with your room. So like, you pull up a web browser. It's full Windows 10, so you pull up a web browser, and you essentially size it, scale it wherever you want it, and then you plop it onto a wall, <laughs> and it it lives on the wall right there. So you can leave it over there, and then look to your right and plop an application on that wall, and then you can turn around behind you and plop something behind you, um, and they stay there even after you turn the Hololens off. We turned it off for a little bit to charge it and turn it back on, everything was right where it was supposed to be. Um, So it essentially turns your room into a virtual workspace. Sure. um, Which is crazy cool. Yeah. The depth perception and everything is spot on. Um, it's, It's crazy. So anyway, HoloLens, an experience that you have to try. If you get the opportunity, don't turn it down. It is fantastically cool. It is absolutely the next generation of... So what's the game you played? So, yeah, okay, so it's the next generation of, of <laughs> workflow, next generation of computing, next generation of console gaming. Um, so, um, the game I played was called Fragments, and it's Microsoft partnered with a Sobo studio, and um, 
Fragments is a way that you can essentially uniquely showcases the capabilities of, of HoloLens, but then also inspires developers to think about how they can create their own creations in new ways. That's their kind of their mantra. That's what they try, you know, set out to do. Um, so this is a, uh, it's a detective game. So there are crime scenes, and it actually turns your house or your office or wherever it is that you're playing this, the room you're in, into crime scenes, physical crime scenes that you have to investigate. Mm. And um, there's a crime lab. Like once you've um, picked up some evidence, once you've kind of looked around and picked up some, you know, different things and kind of keyed in on certain things, you go back to do you the hold a controller. Or do you have like no, no. Con- so there's no controller with the Hololens at all. Okay. So it's all like when you click, you just hold your hand out and you do this. If you want to go back to the menu, you do this. It's like a bloom well, feature. How do you, interact? Um, you said it turns your room into a crime scene. How do you interact with that stuff? You just pick it up. Or whatever. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So what you do is you walk around, you see something, and if if uh, if it catches your eye, you interact with it. So you look at it, and then where you look, there's like a little kind of like a cursor, like a little dot. So wherever you're looking, you can kind of look at, focus on a specific thing, and then just use your finger to click on it. You know, to interact with it, and it will open things, it will pick things up, and you can examine them. You can move them around, um, like in real space. Cool. Um, and so you get clues, and then you have to try to you know, solve these puzzles and not puzzles, solve these crimes. Um, I played the whole, ha- I played half of the whole first, uh, um, crime scene and it was crazy cool. So you have to kind of whittle things down. You can put filters onto maps like, um, weather or traffic patterns or monuments or, you know, la- uh, landmarks, different things. But if you look, if you go to, um, like the, the, the other characters, so you have another team of investigators who are helping like your team, yeah. um, that you meet with, they can sit down in the chair, <laughs> like with you. Like, like if you have, like if you do this in a living room, they will, when they're conversing with you, they can be sitting on the couch across from you. That's cool. And you can walk around. If you walk around while they're talking to you, their eyes will, like their their whole face and body will follow you. They will position themselves as if you're actually there. That's cool. Um, it's so so cool. It's so unlike anything I've ever done. Did you before. freak out at any point? Um, a little bit at the very end. Uh, and I won't give anything away if you've ever you know if you ever play it. But um, the one of the like the the kidnapper slash killer slash guy we're trying to capture um hacks into the to the software the um the whatever so the oh gosh the investigation software sure um and um he says something like it like the screen pops up that you're looking at and it just says turn around or something you turn around and he's standing right there <laughs> um and he's so that was a little freaky mm. um because he's you know just standing in my living room but it's so it's so immersive that literally, so I played, I did other things Does besides that real? game. It, so they don't look, no, it doesn't feel real. The environments feel very real. The characters don't feel as real because they still have that like hyper real sensibility to them because they're still video game characters, sure. you know? They're not, they're not, it's not movie quality mm-hmm. footage. It's, they're digital. So, um, so they don't look real in that sense, but the environments are very real, um, my my living room turned into like a like a dingy uh, rundown um, you know theater dressing room that had a body in it. You know what I mean? Like it it's crazy how how well they did. But um but what I was gonna say is it's so immersive that when I took when I took the headset off after I did I, so I did other things besides play this game. But um when I took off the headset I for like 
I don't know, second and a half, two seconds, wondered why I wasn't seeing that thing I just sculpted sitting in the living room. Mm. Like, yeah, my, my brother did uh, V. He got to uh, play with some VR this past, uh, I think, like a week or two weeks ago. And he said that he got a few minutes into it, and it was so immersive, and it just so messed with his senses, he had to stop. He just couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah, I, I could see that. So we, he also brought over a VR headset, too, and we did some stuff. I liked the HoloLens better because of the, because of the mix of reality. Um, there was another game I played. I don't remember the name of it, but it was uh, these things. It maps your room like everything else, and then um, these little creatures bust out of the wall and fly at you, and you have to shoot them. Mm. Um, but if they bust through your wall, you can walk up to the hole in the wall and actually lean forward and look in and around the hole in the wall. So, like, see the pipes and see the um, the, the wiring and stuff inside your wall. That's fun. It, it's, like, it's unreal. Like, if you get an opportunity, you absolutely have to try it. So, anyway, cool. hollow lens, try fragments. Um, at some point, this will be a little bit more readily accessible to people. But for now, go watch the videos of it online. We'll post links to it online. Um, it was a very, very cool experience and uh to the to to you who is listening and know that uh, you know who you are. Thanks for giving me uh, access to such a fun fun toy. That's super cool. Um, and I hope to do it again soon. So, um, all right, that's it for me, Luke. I think you're going to take us to the old homestead. Yeah, that's yeah. I have uh, art and design, but before I get into that, I w- I've been reading um, a book called Ready Player One. Has anybody read it or heard of it? I've heard of it. Oh, yeah, I, I have it. it. I just haven't read oh, it yet. They're making so, a movie yeah, based. Yeah, they're off making of a movie it. based on it. Um, Andrew, you should read it. It's really good. So it it kind of um, picks off uh, picks up like kind of where we are um, right now in technology and 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 fast forwards like forty years and everybody has these immersion rigs where they like kind of live life in the machine like in this alternate reality called the Oasis. Um, and it's weird. It's it's weird to like be reading that book and to listen to people talk about the beginning of VR and the beginning of like mixed reality um, immersion because you could very much see us like going that way. Like before, like I would say even five years ago, it was like um, yeah, just but that'll sci-fi. never happen. Yeah, but now yeah. it's like man, yeah, we could uh, we could definitely just live off of uh, the computer and just order food or you know have these you know computer chairs that are also toilets you know like it's just crazy what might happen in the future yep. um so anyway so yeah i had art and design this week and um you know that's my great my greatest category so um <laughs> i'm going to talk no. about uh so we 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 talked to david igo from sideshow a couple weeks ago um and when we, when we were at comic con we got a chance to see uh sideshow's booth and um, along with all of their, like, licensed collectibles that they always have, um, and their R2-D2 art show, that was the second year they had that. Um, which, by the way, I don't know if we said it last last week or not. Uh, that was incredible this year. Just a continuation of the R2 show. Gosh, man, there's some good artists just doing some really good stuff. And it's hard to tell, like... Do, wait, so do these guys work for Sideshow or not? Because some of the level of the, the artistry was just that good. Um, but all besides all of that stuff, they also had the Court of the Dead figures, which is like their original property. Um, it's kind of this story of like um, kind of like a power struggle between uh, different people. And it's set in this uh, fantasy um, kind of like arcane and... Uh, kind of darker magic kind of world. Um, 
and all these really, really cool designed characters. Um, and they had them all on display, all the different sculpts of them. Um, but they were also giving out a comic book called Night in the Afterlife. It's kind of like the first book of uh, introducing you into that world of the Court of the Dead. Um, it was uh, written by Tom Gilliland. And, uh, well, the story and characters by Tom Gilliland is written by Landry Walker. Um, the artists, uh, the pencils were Manuel Garcia, the ink inks by bit and the colors by Javier Mina. Um, this, this is a, it's just incredible. The, the way, um, it feel. I mean, it's very much a comic book. It feels, um, a lot like, uh, the art style is very similar to what you would see in Saga. If anybody's ever read Saga, um, it feels, yeah, didn't we talk about that on the show? Oh, we talked about the toys. I think we maybe. talked about the toys. Uh, but, um, this the the comic book is is really good it's just a, an intro story um and it's done really well i don't know where you can pick it up like i said they were giving away at the show i imagine if you check sideshow's site there'd be uh, a way to pick it up i don't know if it's in comic stores um right now but if you check their site you should be able to figure out where you can get it and um it's it's cool it's a cool story and it's a it's a fun twist on like fantasy um, pretty dark, if if you're if you like that kind of stuff. But um, yeah. Well, and be, beyond beyond it just being a comic book, it's done by Sideshow, so you can also, if you get into the sh- the story of it, there's there's all the characters and collectibles for it. Yeah, and they are insanely they're, they're cool. Insane. It's if, I don't know, like their quality on their licensed projects is crazy. It feels like they like added all the extra that they like leave out from the license stuff and put it into this. There were some techniques that I saw, like they had some like scrolls that were like in the middle of transforming in magic. And it was just like, yeah, how are you doing that? The, they had, um, l- like, uh, directional light painting, like how, uh, like a fireball or something was playing off somebody's face. Like, um, Man, just really almost really like it was good. glowing or yeah, something, it but was insane. It, yeah, it it's good stuff. So you should check it out on their website. But yeah, that was it, man. I would say cool. check out Court of the Dead, and it's uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Rock and roll. All right. Well, that's it for our master categories, which means that's it for this episode. A couple things before we wrap up. One, you can join us on our Patreon now. Patrick, tell everybody what that is and how they can be a part patreon.com forward slash m of one podcast it's a way for you to support the show and also get cool rewards in the process and you also help us reach goals which you know ensure that we produce even more cool stuff that you love so um you need to go on there and read the rewards everything from unedited unedited episodes to blooper reels to you know some of the items we've talked about on the show today and it just keeps going. So just go check it. Read the information. Uh, you know, just commit what you would spend on coffee for one day. You know, yeah. just commit to that on, you know, the the $2 or the $4 or whatever that you spend. Just take that and commit to that to us once a month. 
you know, that'll give us the ability to create, um, you know, even cooler stuff for you guys. So Yeah, to generate some go. new content. Yeah, that's exactly right. You can find us also um, on iTunes and Stitcher where you can subscribe, rate, and review. Just search M of One Podcast on there. And Patrick, when people subscribe, rate, and review, first of all, that helps us out a ton. But second of all, what does that mean for those people? Well, if they leave a review, we read it on the air. And in fact, yeah. we we have one Get out from of town. Cactus.Joe. And uh, I love this. This is a five star. The title is Radical Podcast! Exclamation point, exclamation point. And the review says, I love this podcast. These guys are fun to listen to and they always have great guests every week to boot. I feel more in the loop with the art world listening to it. The only thing that would make it better is some more lady guests every once in a while. Well, Cactus Joe, thank you for your input. You're going to want to check out Friday's episode. That's called immediate feedback and response. We've got something for you. So, yeah, leave a rating and review. It just takes you a few seconds. I mean, really, depending on how efficient you are as a typer... I'm thinking 25 seconds up to two minutes. Yeah. Don't overthink it, though. You could shorten it. But the point is, leave a review. It does so, so, so much good for us, and it does you no harm. Um, and, you know, why not? Unless so. you're a terrible, like, speller, and you haven't, like, maybe just spend an extra couple seconds on the spell check, because the only way it could harm you is if you write something, and it's just just completely littered with grammatical errors and spelling mistakes. But here's the thing. We won't make fun of it, so... That's true. Luke will, but it'll be silently to himself as he falls asleep at night. (laughs) Uh, uh, You can also find us on all the different social medias. Just search M of One Podcast on Facebook, LO, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us on the Slack channel as well. Just mofonepodcast.com slash Slack to join the conversation each and every week. It's a great time in there. We have, gosh, I I have grown more and more uh, in love with with that whole conversation because the the kinds of conversation and the... um, just the people who are involved in that community have just made it so, so much fun because everyone's posting stuff they're working on, stuff that they see around the web and around the world, and it's just been a really great thing, so join us on there as well. You can find us on mofonepodcast.com where you can find show notes and links to all the stuff we talked about in this episode as well as the episode archive where you can listen to Oh my gosh, so many guests, so many episodes, two years worth of episodes on there to uh, to just kind of wet your whistle and pass the time away. We also have personal social media. Luke, what's yours? Luke Gall on Instagram and Twitter. Patrick. There's no way that's clean. The great Pats be on Instagram. That's with two A's. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is people can't tell. He's looking down into his shorts. <laughs> and I'm at Andrew Sale with three E's instead of E's on all the different platforms. Um, guys, it's a fun one. This week we start a brand new month, which means a brand new theme. Um, you're not going to want to miss it. There's lots and lots of good stuff to listen to. But until then, I'm Andrew. I'm Patrick. I'm Luke. Peace out. Bye. Hold on to your butts. I know I took the path that you would never want for me. I know I let you down tonight. So many sleepless nights where you were waiting up on me. Well, I'm just a slave unto the night. Now remember when I told you that's the last you'll see of me. Remember when I broke you down to tears. I know I took the path that you would never want for me. I gave you hell through all the years. 
That's it for this up week's uh, episode of Time, Walk- <laughs> Time Talkers. <laughs> Time Talkers, a new show by the one podcast. Oh, wow, that, that derailed quick. I don't even know. I don't even know where that came from. So that's it for our round the table. You know what my head went to instantly? <laughs> what? <laughs> I went immediately into Al Roker's Let's see what's happening around here <laughs> I'll, I'll be fine with that Well that's it for our round the table Up next Time with Cove <laughs> Time with Cove Well that's it for our round the table Up next Coffee time nope.